Okay, so the Ramchal now is going to begin with the components of the Bria. And I thought it would be uh, interesting just to give a certain introduction uh, to get a much greater appreciation. He's now going to go into, when, when God created the universe, or the whole creation actually, what are the components of the creation? And to a certain extent, what are the functions of these components? You know, But I think it's, uh, it would be worthwhile to give some type of an introduction. Uh, it's Kabbalistic, by the way, but I think you guys can handle it, of uh, certain ideas which I think is uh, very uh, uh, introductory and important to get into that. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, I would, I'd like to begin by an understanding that fundamentally there are different realities that are created. Okay. And in a certain sense, they are divided. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to do that. The first reality clearly is the reality of God. It's the reality of whoever He is, which is completely beyond us. We have no idea uh, who He is and so on. So I call that Atzmusoy. God in His essence of whoever that is, whoever He is, whatever He is, which is a complete unknown. So let's look at that as the first reality. No. No being knows what God is in terms of himself. Nobody. Zero. The greatest malachim have no concept of who he is. And I once, many, a long time ago when I started the Shurim, I gave a whole series of Shurim who is God and why and so on. But right now I'm just telling you the realities. So the first reality is God insofar as who he is, which is un completely unknown, okay? Now, the second thing is that the Bereshnam created, okay, uh, a representation of himself. It's not really him, but it's a representation of whoever he is. And this is the beginning of the process of creation. And that representation is called the Ein Soif, the infinite. <coughs> The Ein Soif, as far as we know, um, uh, the Ein Soif is God, but it's not really Atzmusoy. It is a creation that he made that represents God. Is this Havaya? Who? No, that's way later. Way later. So let's call that second di reality, dimension, okay? Well, let's call it the Ein Soif, the infinite being. What was that? That's the beginning of how he presents himself to the Bria, yes. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about that character, the, one of the most important characteristics of the Ein Soif, is that it is the only thing that exists. And it is the only thing that can exist. Okay, it's called, that's where Ein Oivmo Vadoi manifests, at the Ein Soif. Uh, in other words, at that point in time, <coughs> the Ein Soif, which we refer to as God, has that characteristic or attribute called Enid Mavadoy, that there is nothing that exists at all besides that aspect or that being which we will call God, uh, as, uh, okay, as a representation of God. Then what God does is he creates, it's called the Or Ein Soif, which is some kind of an area which is, this is just to hear, you know, nobody really need, because how can an Ein Soif have an area? 
doesn't make sense because it's in all infinite. But anyway, he does create within the Ein Sof, okay, an area that potentially can be emptied of his presence. Potentially, okay, can be emptied, so to speak, of his presence. And that's called the Or Ein Sof. No, it's, it's, it's an area within, whatever that means, it's, it's almost geometric. Uh, it's, it's an area within the Ein Soif, it's called the Or Ein Soif, that potentially can be, uh, uh, be removed, in other words, it potentially can be devoid of the presence of, of, uh, of, uh, of Ein Soif. That's a third concept, okay? That does now exist. So there's Atzmusoy, whoever he is. There's the Ein Soif, which is a representation of God. Then within the Ein Soif is now a, another reality called Or Ein Soif. And like I say, that Or Ein Soif is a place, whatever that means, that can be devoid of the presence of the Ein Soif. Okay? And that's very important. Why? Because with the potential of an Ein Soif removing itself in that small area, you now have the potential possibility of a Zulot Soif, other. Remember, the Ein Soif is Einu Mavadoi, there cannot be an other. So what God does, creates a space. Look, all these are just terms to describe. We have no idea what these things really mean. I'm just giving you a, some type of a description physically. So the third dimension is the Orange Soif, right? And that's an area that can be devoid of the presence of God. Therefore, the potential of a Zulosoi, of an other being besides God, can now exist. Got that? Why would God do that? Because He wants to have others. You and me, and everybody else, right? Because in the, in the, in the, in the dimension called the Ein Soif, nothing can exist. But he wants a Bria. A, in other words, a creation cannot exist. So therefore, in some way, he has to create a capacity where his, his uh, presence can be devoid or emptied. Okay? So that's the third dimension. The fourth dimension is where God empties that area of his presence. That's called the Cholol, the whole or the hollow. It's called a hollow. So there was an area that was emptied figuratively of the presence of God and that formed a hollow. Okay? Which is a very important concept. Then what God did is He re-entered the hollow in a limited way and that's called He entered as a beam of light so to speak. Okay? So you had the hollow and you had a beam of the Ein Soif that went into the hollow. What that means, <clears throat> now, God doesn't empty himself from any area. What he does is whatever is in that area cannot possibly experience or see God. You see, so it's not like God left. It's that anything in that hollow cannot experience God. Different levels of concealment. Yes, that yes, that's right. But he's there. He's always there, yeah. You know, you know, it's like, it's like imagine you walk into a room, right? And instead of shutting off the lights, somebody paints your eyeglasses black. 
So you don't see anything. You're in the room, but there's light, but you cannot see the light. Okay? So that's the fourth dimension. Uh, it's the Kav, right? Who? The Kav. The Kav, yes. And this is in Kabbalah, it's called the Kav. And this is Hashem's presence? Or, 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 or that is His presence. The energy or the presence? The presence okay. in a limited way, whatever that means. In Kabbalah, it's described as the Cholol, the hollow, and that there's a Kav, a line or a beam, a ray of Ainsoif, of God, that enters the hollow. Whatever that means, that means that there is a presence of God in this hollow. However, it's not the presence that's called the Ainsoif, <coughs> because then it would completely annihilate the hollow. You see, got that? So we have Atzmusay, whoever he is in and of himself. The second thing we have is Ainsoif. That's the representation of God, which is infinite. Okay, and the major attribute of that. Is Then what God does, He wants to bring in other, something else besides Him. Uh, so He therefore He creates what's called an area in the Ainsoif, it's called the Orainsoif, that potentially can be, rem His presence can be removed, so to speak. You see? And therefore potentially there can be another thing called Zulosoy, an other. Got that? The fourth dimension is where He does remove Himself not literally but figuratively from that or in soif and that becomes a hollow and the fifth dimension he now re-enters this area in a limited way and the, therefore the creation will now experience God in a very limited way so that hollow or that hollow can now have a zulos right? an other and it also can have God that can be experienced by this other so that fifth dimension now allows that to occur. Everybody got that so far? It's fundamental Kabbalah, you should know. I mean, the, the Sifri Kabbalah, the Eitzchayim and so on, will describe it by, you know, by a hollow, by a kav and so on. They'll describe it sort of like geometrically. But I'm telling you what it means in terms of, okay? Now. What, is it, what does it mean? I'm, I'm doing this as an intro. Beam. Yeah, go ahead. What does it mean as a beam as opposed to just an area, so to speak? Well, a beam is what? It's a, it's, it's, it's a beam that's, it, it's a beam that's limited. Oh, so they mean that in, in, it doesn't expand. The fact that it's a beam is, means in relation to what God used to be. We used, used to be, to be correct. Beam. It's a beam. And where's the Shechina? Wait. Yeah. We get the Shechina. That's later on. So Enamin Vado just means nothing else was created? Uh, no, that the being that was created is the only thing that can exist. In, in existence? Not, it's, not only, it's not only the only thing that exists. Enamin Vado, that is the only thing that really has existence, period. You know, uh, whatever that means. But there's that smoothie behind that. There's that smoothie behind that. You know, uh, the best, maybe the best way you can describe it is there's a concept of the sun. That's atzmusoy. Then the sun shoots off, shoots off light, ray, light waves, right? You know, that would be Ainsoif. And that goes toward the earth, you know? And uh, then the earth, um, but in any case, that, that's a sort of like a, a description, you see? So therefore, that, that basically means that there are five levels of dimensions 
that encompass God. Okay? Got that? Quick question. Do you have an example for the fourth dimension when Hashem removes himself and creates a hollow? What, where, where would, how is that conceptualized? Well, the hollow simply means that it is the void of the presence of God in a figurative way. Not, not literally, but that the fact that there's a hollow, there can now be an other thing. Before that hollow, nothing can exist because the Ein Sof completely fills everything. But because there's a hollow, you can now have the concept of an other being, potentially. Then when the hollow is made, right, right, it's made, then other being can exist. You see, not yet. And then what re-enters that hollow, the first thing that re-enters is now God in a new form, so to speak, right? Which is, a, a, it's, it's sort of like a, a limited ain't safe. It's a contradiction in terms, right? But it means God now enters in a way where, um, where, the, where the attribute of ain't mavadoi is annulled. Because if it still was operative, nothing could exist even in the hollow. So when God re-enters as a kav, again, it's, it's, it's a line, whatever, that means in this hollow can be another existing being. Because God has now limited, uh, what he's really done is he's removed the, the attribute of Eilid Mavadoi, and therefore others can now exist in that hollow. But Got that? Not be equal, because only God exists on his own accord. Yes. Anything other will never be... No, that other will never... Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I'm being very brief here, but this is fundamental understanding of what creation is. Halal is created through Tzimtzum. Who? Tzimtzum. Yes. I was about to... to well, next word. I see we have a Makubal here. Now, what's important to remember, okay, <clears throat> is that, wait a minute, how does this all occur? Right? And the answer is, there's a specific operation, right, that is created. And that is the operation called Simpson. Simpson means to contract, to restrict, or to remove. You'll notice in each one of these dimensions, God slowly removes himself more and more. You see? That means the divine presence itself can be concealed at different levels, different gradients, gradations. What does that is an operation called symptom. It's a very important concept because it means that God can be concealed. That's what it means. To whatever extent he wants to be concealed. And he created that, yes. The Atzmusoy, remember, in, in whoever he is, there is, there is no symptom. There is nothing but him. And, and it's not even it's something that is so far beyond what we can possibly understand even the answer if we don't understand we have no idea what that means how can there be a being that is the only thing that can exist not that does exist that can exist so God has to remove the can nothing can he has to remove the can't exist into can exist so that has to come first and then he creates the hollow. And he re, so he re-enters it in like a, a new, uh, a new face, so to speak. What the, the angels? Wait, nah, you're not up to angels yet. I'm, I'm telling you the the five different steps until we get to a hollow, 
plus the entrance or the, the, the new form, so to speak, of <clears throat> God as he will now relate to everything in that hollow. The Kav itself is not, a, uh, is not done through Tzimtzum. It is. The Kav is a Tzimtzum of the Orient Soif, which is a Tzimtzum of the Ain Soif. Instead of filling the whole point and just reverting back to Ain Soif, it's only limited, so it itself is, is, an, is, done, is created through in the operation of Tzimtzum. Yeah, the Kav itself. I fill the whole halal square Immediately, one. yeah. yeah. Got that so far? Are these levels different spiritual worlds? No, they're not spiritual. God is not spiritual. God is a, the concept of God and his gradations of concealment has nothing to do with spirituality. Nothing. We don't know. As far as we know, there's a physical world, material world, and there's a uh, uh, spiritual world. But that's the next series of five steps, I'm going to tell you. I'm giving you the actual order of creation as it is brought down in Kabbalah. And, uh, you know, and th this will give you a uh, sort of like a GPS of where we're at and so on, you know. Got that? If I may, these um, gradations, are they authentic, for lack of a better word, Hashem morphing? Or is it internal, our perception? It's our perception. God doesn't morph. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's concealed because the concealment is him also. It's also him, and it, 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 all of this is an illusion. It's all an illusion. We don't we, we don't experience any of this stuff. Yeah, it's a real illusion. Did you hear the glasses? I gave the example. It's like, say you walk into a, it's a you know, it's a, and, and you, work, you have glasses, and you paint the glasses black, right? And all of a sudden everything is dark, you know, right? So what changed? What in the outside world, it's bright. What changed is your ability to perceive. In other words, the concealment is, a da is sort of like a, it's, it's a, uh, a damage done in you, not in what's real. You see, that's why we just learned in the previous that when when the person that when God um, God never reduces his hashpah his his illumination. It's just that you create a barrier. You see, so in that sense, God created a barrier which has nothing to do with your acts, but it is a barrier nonetheless. You see, but all of these are ideas. Or, or dimensions of reality, right? That is from our perspective. You see, but with, with look, the the five different dimensions I've just told you is really the dimensions of the divine. When we're not even in this world yet, we just we we are in the gradations of 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 restriction of the divine itself of God. And we're not even into this world yet. We're not even into the spiritual world yet. This is to get there, you see? So we now have a hollow, so to speak, that has a certain quantity, I hate to use that word, of God, like God, in, in order to allow others to exist. And the fundamental operation of that is called Simpson. You see, Simpson is the possibility, it's an operation of God's presence being diminished. You see? And that's very important idea, because that sets the whole stage of man's avoider, you see. Because, I'll just mention it now, because the whole 
task of the Jews to do what? What is Tikkun? You can understand much better now. To bring God's presence into this world. So, so therefore, what are you really doing? You are reversing the symptom. Interesting. That's great. That's really what you're doing. You are reversing the symptom. And the power of a Jew, this is why he's the greatest creature ever made, is that he can actually dial the amount of symptom in the Bria. God has given the power to a Jew. He said, hey. Well, he didn't say hey. But he said. Yeah. What he did, he says, you know, there's a concept called symptom, right? And there's an amount of presence that can potentially be here. I'm going to give you the controls of that symptom operation. That's what a Jew is. I didn't say what the, well, why a Jew? And there is nothing in the Bria that can do that. Because we can dial more God or less God, you know what I'm saying? Which is that's the greatest power of creation. Because we know that more God is incredible existence, and less God, which is called Hester, is terrible existence. So the question is, well, who can determine that? And the answer is the Jew. Only a Jew can do that. He can make, he can uh, increase or decrease the presence of God, which really means he can increase the operation called symptom, or he can reverse the symptom by decreasing the symptom and therefore letting God more in. That's really what a Jew is. And, uh, no, he did. His Hester was way down, way down the line, you know. I, I, so, because what I'm talking about is the is really the highest that you can go. This is the reality called God and its gradations through the operation of Tzimtzum. So in the end result, what do you have? You have a hollow and you have a kav, which is God entering that hollow, means that God re-enters. Not that he re-enters, he never left, but he is now allowing more of himself to be perceived in a very limited way. Because if it was total, there's no possibility because ain't Mavadot. Besides God, there's nothing else. You see, this is the so we are now up to the point where the reality of God is now uh, manifest in different degrees or gradations, and this sets the stage from a new reality called the uh, called the Bria. The Bria hasn't happened yet. Creation hasn't happened. First, God had to alter Himself, so to speak. Because without that, you, there's no creation, you see? So that's where we're up to. Five ideas. Atzmusoy, Ein Soif, or Ein Soif, the Cholol and the Kav that enters the Cholol. And now it's possible to have a Zulosoy, which means an other, another being besides God. So the next series of operations, right, is now the creation of an other. In this hollow, it's funny, the whole creation exists in a little hollow, all of it, you know. And I'm not even talking about the 13.7 billion light years, if you think about that. That the, 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 the scientists estimate that the, the length of the universe is 13.7 billion light years, and the light year is 6 trillion miles. That means light will travel in one year. If it goes 186,000 miles a second, it will travel in one year. That's called a light year. It's a distance, not, not time. 
it will travel six trillion miles in one year. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, and at that speed, you know, it's incredible, you know. But anyway, the, I think the nearest star, Alpha Centauri, was Proxima Centauri. I think they are, it's four light years away, which means the nearest star is 24, uh, um, uh, six, yeah, uh, 24 trillion miles away. That's the nearest star. I mean, other than our sun. Pretty far. Pretty far. You think about the concept of trillion. And this is the nearest star. The Andromeda galaxy, which is the nearest galaxy, right, is two million light years away. It's a long, so it's two million times six uh, light year, six trillion. That's six trillion or six hundred trillion? No, no, no. The Andromeda galaxy, which is the nearest galaxy, is uh, two million, if I remember correctly, two million light years away. What is a galaxy? <clears throat> a galaxy is a, a hundred billion stars clustered into an island. <coughs> and there are over a hundred billion galaxies. I mean, the numbers are beyond. And that's what we just discovered. No, wait another 10 years or 20 years. Oh, and no, that, that's just, that's, that's just the physical universe. No, no, that's the lowest. I didn't get to this physical universe. I still have to go through five, the five, the worlds uh, of the, of, of Kabbalah and so on, you know? So could you imagine the distance or the size of the Bria? You know, I'm just telling you what the physical universe is, you know? Yeah, the hollow is finite, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, relatively speaking, uh, you know, it's, it's infinite, but it's all in this little hollow, <laughs> you know? And the rest of the space, if you can use that word, is God. God occupies, we, we don't know what that means, because God doesn't occupy any space, you know? What? Space. It's not space. We don't know what that means. But there's God and this little grain of sand that is the hollow. And that's it, you know? And then in that grain of sand is this world, the physical universe, which is 13.8 billion times, like, yeah, 6 trillion. Now, I forget what, what that, miles. That's the, I mean, and that's the galaxy. Ah, you see, it's, it's humongous. I mean, it's just nothing that we can possibly conceive of. But this basically is a divinity. The first aspect of creation is God has to alter, so to speak, not literally, but figuratively, he has to alter himself. Because if he doesn't, then you cannot have a zulosoy. You cannot have an other at all. Because Eino Bavadoi prevents anything from existing. So in some way he has to con conceal or to cover up that entire idea. So those are the five different stages of the creation or the beginning or rather the necessary requirements to have a Bria. See? Got that? And remember, the key concept is Simpson because that's the operation that will diminish the presence of God. And that power has been given over to the Jew. We can regulate Simpson. That's what the Jew can do, which no other creature in the Bria, in creation, can do. 
I don't care how, the greatest malachim cannot, cannot influence the presence or absence of God not even by a nanometer and we we can bring him in push him out you know what I'm saying it's astounding what a Jew can do you see and uh, you know it's uh, okay do we got do we got that kind of stuff we got it And you thought the New York Times had everything in it, right? <laughs> or the Wall Street Journal. What was that? You're at the point now where God's going to create a spiritual and physical. Correct. I'm at that point. Why and the Torah begins in the beginning. What you were saying up to now is at the beginning? Yes. This is the beginning. With the gracious? <coughs> before gracious? Before. No, before. Before gracious. Well, no. it's in. This is the Torah begins with Bracious. The first letter is A. Why? Because it's. Yes. Because Aleph would mean only a Bria, creation that only consists of God and the different levels. But the fact that there's a base means there's two fundamental things in this creation. One is God, and the other is the Zulasso, the other. That's why it's a base. Because Aleph would have meant no Zulasa, no other being. But the fact that Torah begins with a base indicates that there will always be two fundamental entities, God and the creation, which is a, an other, you see? And that will never disappear. He did all this. What was that? He did all this and gave us an argument of this for our good. Only for our good. Yeah. If the Jew, if the Jew ever realized if the Jew ever realized his power, I think he plots. Yeah. If you realize that your acts... Now, the question, of course, is how do you regulate the Simpson? How do you, re how do you regulate this ability to uh, bring God in, expand, if you want to use that word, to expand the presence of God and to contract the presence of God? That is the acts of man or the acts of the Jew. What we have no conception is that when you do a mitzvah, you are really dialing symptom. That's the consequence of a mitzvah. You are actually influencing the presence of God through a mitzvah. And if you sin, you are again dialing the mitzvah of symptom. I mean the mitzvah, that symptom, but this time. But in this case, right, so to speak, you're, you're um, reversing, uh, reversing the, well, you're, you're, you're increasing the symptom where there's more presence. Uh, there, I should say there's less presence, you see? So we can actually determine the amount of God and the amount of uh, absence of God by our acts. You see? That's the concept of an ishomo. Okay? That's what an neshama can do. Uh, and um, it's not just an neshama. The only one that can do this is a being that is called Adam, which is the next topic of discussion. Adam, man, is the only being that can do this. Okay? No, and if, you, if you're not called an Adam, you cannot do this. Uh, that's why, unfortunately, Goyim, non-Jews, have absolutely no connection to the Simpson process nothing unless they become Jewish and that, that they, they you know obviously you know 
um, no matter what they think, you know. Uh, only a person who has an neshama, soul, of the, uh, of the um, uh, completion of a Jewish neshama. Although everybody has a neshama, even Goyim have a neshama. They have a real soul, spiritual soul. But the level of that neshama is substantially reduced. You know, somebody has the neshama of a Jew, which we'll talk about, that person can fully operate the tzimtzum. They can influence anything? Who's a, they? A guy. A, a, a guy can influence his own muzzle, but he cannot, he cannot connect in any way to the creation itself. You see? Uh, in other words, if a guy acts in a certain way, a good way, then he will influence the hashpah of God, you know, but he can't reduce the presence or absence. What he can control to a certain extent is what's the level of illumination and hester of whatever presence of God is there. He cannot influence the body of God, if you want to use that expression, but he can influence the, uh, the um, emanation of God insofar as he, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, aids and or, or detracts from the being. See the difference? We can actually influence the amount of Shekhinah. They can't. They, they can influence the level of the emanations on, in terms of themselves. But they cannot influence the Shekhinah. We can. We can, uh, make, the, we can make the illumination of God uh, less or more depending on our, our actions. And that is really what a Jew is. That's why a Jew is the greatest creation of all. A Jew is the greatest creation of all. There's nothing that uh, can equal the power of a Jew. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's much more powerful than an atomic bomb. What's atomic bomb? Big deal. It's where, a neutral, uh, where an atom splits and gives off energies, uh, masses reconverted into energy. Big deal. We're talking about God. We're talking about the ability to expand or, detra or reduce the presence of a divine, of God. Well, what greater power is there? What else can you do? You know? to, connect, to connect this to last week's shear, what you're saying now is that when we, like as Jews, we could bring back the, uh, the presence of Hashem, meaning we could remove that bar bar barrier you were talking about? Yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. right. And a girl, you don't have to present himself, just ourselves, you know, close and open. But it's still at the same, at yeah. same level. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. a girl could only do it on a personal level, he cannot do it on a personal Only on a personal, he cannot do it to the Bria. Okay. He cannot influence the creation, just to what's coming to him. More mazel, less mazel, you know? But he cannot influence the whole creation. He can scratch his glasses a little bit and let the light go cover it. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, in any case, so these are the five different dimensions that Kabbalah talks about, okay? And these are the dimensions in terms of the divine presence, God himself. And remember, we're not even talking yet about the creation itself. That's next. Tikkun Olam is really... The olam there <coughs> simply means world, but it actually is referring to a olam. Well, I'm going to mention that, yeah. Yeah, tikkun of the olam uh, is really to remove concealment or to, to bring in more presence of God, <coughs> you know? The word concealment in Hebrew at the same root 
Yes, I'm going to mention that. Yes, that's the difference. That's okay. Um, yeah, that's why after this has done, all the other worlds after that are called worlds. Oilam, which the Hebrew word is Helem, because now every the creation itself will now always have some aspect of concealment of God, whereas the other aspects were not. They're not concealed. They're just you know, perceived as being concealed. But really, they're not concealed. Even the hollow, the, the hollow, really is not concealed. It's just that that hollow is concealed enough where others can exist in that hollow. You see? But it's not really concealed. You see? You see, the key, you have, there's one, there's a key, uh, uh Nanavi, which is really beyond belief, you know, where the Ramayim says, Anilo Shunisi, I have not changed. What? You have not changed? What do you mean? There was, there was God before the creation, and there's God after the creation. So, that, I mean, maybe there was no change in you, but there was a change in what you did. You see? So that Pasuk reveals an incredible concept that God didn't do anything. And we don't understand what that means. God has never changed before or after creation. Because really, nothing really exists. It's all an illusion, you know? That's why I love these guys that walk around, they think they're God's gift to the world, you know? They don't even exist. Forget about being God's gift. That's why Gaiva is the most, is, is, is the, is the uh, most insane meter you can have. You, you, because you don't even exist. And you're going to walk, walk around, well, I'm somebody, I'm better than you. You don't even exist. Simpson uh, is not real? Is no, not from the Anilo no. God never did Simpson. God never did anything. Well, I, I, okay, you know, if I could explain to you, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, we don't understand what that means. That means, in reality, God did nothing. He never made a creation. I'm not giving the sheer... You guys are not out there listening to it, maybe. But anyway... One big hollow reality. Yeah, it's like, a, you know... But that, that, and we, we have no comprehension of that God does not change at all. You know, it's just that relative to ourselves, there's change and there's this and that, you know. But if you want to say, but at the re reality of God, nothing has happened. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole concept of time, I once told you, right? There are seven fundamental elements of the Bria, right? These are the fundamental fabric of everything. I once told you that, right? What was it? Was there is uh, time, space, matter, energy, right? Life, consciousness, emotion. That's it. So there's the seven fundamental ideas of, uh, let's put it this way, there's seven fundamental um, um, points, elements of a creation. But all of that exists outside of God. He's God does not occupy, uh, God is, doesn't exist in time. No such thing as time. Well, we don't know what that means. He doesn't exist in space. Well, like, you know, he, he doesn't... He doesn't need space to be occupied to allow himself to exist in. God is Makoimoshal Oil Oil. God is the space of everything, so to speak. 
He's not material, right? He's not material, either physical or spiritual. He's not energy, right? You know, God is not living in the sense that we understand life. We don't know what his existence is, you know. Uh, it seems that he's living, you know. Uh, God, does God have consciousness? Not really. Then, then what do you mean conscious? That's awareness, you know. But he is conscious, but we, we don't understand. We do not understand any of his properties. And they are completely different from us. And God is certainly not in motion, you know. Yeah. Consciousness is a created idea. It's weird, isn't it? I, no, I thought the consciousness is the self-aware. That's the chilek al-kamimal. I thought that's the warm property. Yeah, but that chilek al-kamimal, that mimal is a nivra. That mimal is a nivra, isn't it? Yeah, well, chilek al-kamimal of whatever he created to represent him. But he's none of these things. Cause oh, but... No, probably also not. It's probably at the level of the hollow. You know, at the level where he enters as a kav. You know, at that level you can have all these elements and so on, you know. But at, at God's level, all of this doesn't exist. Well, it's unknown. We have to have something that replicates the Yeah, we're a of the kav. Not the ainsoif. Yeah, the cup. Because the attribute of the ain't serve is Ainan Mavada. It's not going to be a replica of that. I can be a chalik of that. You know? We we can only exist after all the tzimtzumim. After contraction, contraction, contraction. You know? And now a zulosoy and other can pop into the bria, can pop into existence, so to speak, you know? You know. Uh, but you know, so <clears throat> it's an important idea. These are the, the different levels or steps of God himself, sort of like preparing himself to make a Bria. You see? Now the question, of course, is what's the Bria? And so on. And I'm going to talk about that. Uh, what is the creation? <clears throat> and therefore, from that idea, what are the components? What is the purpose within these ideas that I have explained? Look, it's very abstract. The truth is, we can barely grasp, have a handle on any of this, you know? But still, you have to know, it's not simple, that these are ideas that are brought down Kabbalah, and they are critical ideas, you know? What is, well, why can't these realities of God be called the Lamos if they are essentially sensual? But not reality. But, but, that, but they're not, to us that's some. See, uh, to us that's symptom, but to him, it, yeah, but none Remember, say it like this. You said, we asked the child in the middle of the week, we spoke about this, and you said very, you said very strong that till act, you can't see as a separate entity. <coughs> you see the connection too strong, so it doesn't look as even though the sensumum is it's still connected to the main source. You don't see it as a separate, standalone <coughs> entity. It's, there's no such thing. See, the creation itself has what's called zuloso, others, you see? And the concept of an other means a separation. On the level of God, there's no separation, you see? So the, the fact that there's no separation at all of him, it's gradations of himself, but there's no separation. There's no other. The concept of hele is the concept of other. That's really what it is. But in a, in, a, in, a, in a universe, so to speak, a dimension, where there is no other, there's many gradations of appearances of God, right? that's not a helling, because he's still there. It's only when you get here that he's concealed and there's all others. 
So that's the illusion of plurality. That's really what it is. This world has an illusion of plurality. Plurality means many. It's an illusion, you see. So in that, with that illusion of plurality, others, then you have Helene. Oh, so and the there's other ideas. What? What was that? So in the beginning, it's only gradations of presence, but there's still only God. There's only God, yeah. It's a tremendous difference. It's just interesting that a woman has to have contractions before having a baby, before giving birth to a baby. Yeah. Like, is there any connection? Symptom before creating a brio. Oh, it's more symptom. That's more symptom. Contractions are like symptom. Well, those contractions are really to expel. Right. You know, God's contractions is to allow to exist. If that's called an expel expulsion, I can't think about that. Who? Yeah. Yes. Hashem in all his complete totality of all, everything. Yeah. Like he said, he, he, I am who I am, he said, right? To mobilize this effort, initiative, rather than just being in a, a, a static state, it's an immense thing he's done for us. Why? Why say, I'm going to move and I'm going to mobilize, I'm going to not just stay in a, a constant static what you mean? Why did he? Do, what's his motive? Yeah. So we know what the motive is. Hatova, hatova, to bestow an infinite state of goodness on a human, on a on a human being. That's it. Why he wants to do that is unknown. We don't know the motive of the motive. I mean, God doesn't need this, you know. Of course, but he, what he wants to do is create a being that he can allow that being to experience God. Yeah, that, that is the end all of everything. You know, why he wants to do that, you know, we don't know. You know, there are many, oh, obviously, we, we, you know, look, there, there could be, God could have made an infinite amount of creations besides this one, right? And they're all experiencing something else. We, we, you know, God has never revealed the totality of his acts, you know? And so on, you know. So there could be, imagine if there are infinite amount of creations. Each one, each creation, not duplicating any concept in the next one, or the next one, or the next one. So we can't even understand, we, we, we don't know what this creation is. I mean, uh, like I said, there's 13.7 billion light years, and then this, and that's just the Oilamasiya. That's not even Oilamasiya, that's called the Oilamashofel. And be, uh, above that is the seven Rikiyam, the seven heavens and all that. And which is It's all Oilamasiya, you know? And then you get to Yitzira, so we have no idea, all the, there's billions of Malach. I mean, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's just beyond belief what's out there. Where, where is Havaya in all this? Havaya is uh, in, the, in the Bria itself. That's a manifestation of God in the creation itself. It's one of the spheres, actually. So what are those Rukiyam, seven Rukiyam? What's the function of that? After the galaxies and the stars and everything, there's Rukiyam? Th then you have Rukiyam, <coughs> yeah. Because they, well, they have different things going on in the different Rukiyam. You have different things. It's like what you see about. And you have Gashmi. malachim, and you have um, you know. No, 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 no. That's spiritual. No, that's a mistake. People think Olamasi uh, is not just physical; it is also spiritual. What do you think a ghost is? What is a ghost? A ghost is not spiritual, but it's not physical. 
You see, it's a, it's a semi kind of being, Basically, you know. We were taught ghosts don't exist. <laughs> we, 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 we told you that I never saw a ghost, you know. <laughs> no, where's it from? Where's the ghost? Where's the, must have smart, but now I heritage. Where's, where's a, a ghost is in a shama, basically, that it still retains a certain physicality to it, but it's not, it's more of a mental phys physicality. But it can't go up, it can't, can't go up. No, it can't go up, it's stuck. stuck. It's stuck, it's got to do a tikkun. And it hangs out in those rukims? It hangs out in your house. Everywhere. Isn't that in the Shum? Yes. Shadim are they're different guys. You know? It's a very complex place. There's a lot going on here, you know. No, he's going to talk about Shadim. He's going to talk about Shadim. Shadim are in the Rikias, also they go up to Rikias? No, Shadim are in this world. They are spiritual, spiritual, quasi-spiritual entities that are, are, that are here, you know, are in this physical world, and they differ, you know. There's a, there's, a, there's a whole bunch, there's many, many different types of beings that God created. Each one that has a specific function. You know, and, and so on. There's a sultan, the Sitra he's a being. He's got his Malchi Chavola, he's got his old uh, crew and all that, you know. A lot, a lot of stuff. It's a very complicated world. No, he's below. He's in the, he's in the Sitra Akhra. He's in, a, he's in a, a dimension which is lower than Asiya. It's greatest concealment of Enid Mavadoi by the Sitra Why was it kept uh, from common knowledge among Cloud Yusura? Why? Yeah. Well, <coughs> I mean, it wasn't commonly known. Kabbalah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's Kabbalistic, it's mystical, it's esoteric. You know, um, it's Said. It's Said. Yeah. Uh, look, there are restrictions on knowing Said, you know. You got to be 40, you got to be married. Yeah, but that doesn't, that, that's not true anymore. There are many, many, the Goyen, Ramchal, uh, Rabbi Avram, uh, Azuloi, the Chesed Avram. They all, and uh, they, after 1492, it ended. The need to know uh everything, 40, that ended. They say clearly, you know, now anybody can learn Kabbalah. I mean, you have to have requirements for them, don't get me wrong. But it's not the requirements that used to be. You know, because well, once the date? 1492. Um, uh, that, that, yeah, the Inquisition. Well, that was the that was the beginning of the the expansion of the Golas to America. It's really when it happened. 1492, Columbus. So therefore, the Takufa changed. You, you should know one thing: when <clears throat> there's always a Zelumazer, this as parallels another. Once science was revealed, science is really the origin of the physical universe. That's really what it is. It's the understanding at the at a gut level, uh, the fundamental structure of the physical universe. Once that was released, so then the spiritual information is also released. It's really what happened. You see. So. Um, That's when they found the Zoya. What was that? No. No, the Zoya was in uh, 1292 or something like that. No, no. But that that itself is. I once gave a whole shear on that. Uh, no, that was uh, 1240s, the beginning of the end. <coughs> they give that date, 1492, that everything changed? Yeah, Chesed Lavram, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the, they give that date, yeah. And what does he say? Why that date? Um, you know, like I say, it was the beginning of the weakening of Edoim. America is the weakening of Edoim. Europe was terrible. What date is in Hebrew? Which one, 1492? 
Well, when, when they were expelled, uh, was it Tishbov? Yeah. Tishbov, yeah. About what, what year is it in Hebrew, 1492? Oh, I don't know. Just so get out. 